Hey, this is Scott Hartnell, and you're listening to Music City Gold on Penalty Box Radio. Welcome, everybody, back to another exciting episode of Music City Gold on the Penalty Box Radio Network. It is our trade edition of the show. With me, as always, is Daniel and Matt. Hello. Hey, guys. And I'm your host, Kyle. Everybody, how was your weekends? Um, I stayed at home sick all week. Yeah, I can hear a little bit of that in your voice still. I'm a little lower this episode. Uh, had we recorded over the weekend, I think I would have been full Barry White. But um, yeah, I had the flu. And it was mostly upper respiratory. I actually never got sick, sick, but it's been pretty, yeah, as Matt's backing off now. I'm fine now. Uh, we're just getting over over the cough, back to the grind. But man, am I tired of staying in the house. Literally all I did. Yeah, cabin fever sucks, especially uh, sickness, wintertime, snow didn't, doesn't matter. Cabin fever sucks. I can spend about a day and a half in the house before I'm like, I have to get out of here. Screw this. Yeah, I, I did like four days straight, so it's it's not been fun. But anyway, Matt, did you get moved in this weekend? Yeah, speaking of house, I got moved in my house finally. So all that chaos nonsense is over with, except for I have like 40 boxes of crap waiting to be unboxed. But well, you're in. Now, here's the fun part of that. When I moved into my house two years ago, I still have boxes I never unpacked. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of getting that impression, too. I'm like, this stuff isn't really important. Do so I can really wait. need it? Yeah. Is it time for a yard sale already? Exactly. And you wonder how much that stuff can go to Goodwill. Now, before you moved in, how much did you take to Goodwill? Mostly furniture stuff. I didn't have a lot of clothes yet because I you know, I didn't do the clothes thing because that's more time. That's a couple more hours off my day. I just put it all in boxes, and those are some of the boxes I haven't opened yet. I'm like, yeah, I know I haven't worn these clothes in forever, but I'll go through it and take them to Goodwill some other day because right now I've got other priorities. <laughs> I really only need like two changes of clothes, right? I mean... <laughs> My hockey jersey, uh, my Red Wings jersey, and then the work outfit. So a bunch of scrubs for you. But you're forgetting he's soon going to be buying, and we're going to talk about it later, a Vegas Golden Knights jersey. Oh! Yeah, it hurt me when I saw uh, his name Is on the Is he going to buy jersey. a Philly jersey, too? Oh! Oh, God. <laughs> Coming out firing already. It's going to be... Uh, it's been a sad weekend for Matt as far as uh, watching his team crumble yeah. as they start the rebuild process. So, I say in the fact you're going to get a jersey soon, right? Uh, well, I have a couple of Preds jerseys, but... Uh, I think yeah. there's going to be one that he wants. Oh, yeah. That one's happening. So, we'll talk about more yeah. on that later in the show, but Matt's pretty excited about a certain someone coming over. Hmm. Somebody who happened to play in the Olympics, uh, possibly? Oh, yeah. Datsuk. No. Oh, my boy. <laughs> Gold medal captain. So, fun <laughs> fact about Y'all almost lost to Germany. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see the uh, smile on their faces? Because it said, this is why you always root for the underdogs. Germany was very happy, happy with their medal. And then you look at the picture of uh, Team Canada, the women. You got their oh, silver yeah. and they were silver. like mad. Taking it off, yeah. <laughs> Talk about a big upset, though. Like, Canada doesn't win gold in men's or women's ice hockey end of an era they got bronze for the men and like you said silver for the women i mean it that women's game by the way i stayed up that one that night. was awesome it was one of the best hockey games i've ever seen 
I mean, back-to-back and in action, off the post, boom, 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 four-on-four, by the way, overtime rules for international, which makes sense because the ice is a little bigger. But, uh, oh, my, some of the moves in the shootout, absolute nasty. I haven't even seen men do some of the moves the ladies were doing. Credit them. If you look, uh, one of the women, I don't remember her name because I'm not a... She pulled up Forsberg. Yeah. Straight Forsberg. I mean, it. And one of them was in the uh, skills contest that we had in the All Star game, and she mm-hmm. actually outshot a couple of our NHL players. Yeah, it's it was it was stupid. I, I couldn't believe some of the some of the deeks and snipes that they were putting on these goalies. But what an incredible game! That Big girl, she bit that goalie bit so hard so on that back, deke, right and left, oh, man. right and left, both ankles broke. And I was I I was watching it. It was like one in the morning, and I literally was going, oh oh oh. And yeah. I'm like running around up here because I'm like, that was one of the nastiest deeks I've ever seen. That goalie bit so hard, I about <laughs> fell out of my chair. Yeah, it w- I was already in the floor. Uh, it was bad. That was like the highlight of the Olympics for me. The good thing is with the success of women's hockey, it should uh, propel the NWHL to greater heights too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, it really put that onto a national stage this year, especially with the ab- absence of uh, the NHL players being gone. So. Credit to the women. They kicked butt this year, and it was awesome to watch. That it was. So let's get to it, boys. We are recording this episode during the Preds-Jets. Third period has started. There were seven goals guys exchanged in that second period after a scoreless first period. What a crazy second period. I know Lavi's probably probably freaking out on them in the locker room about playing some defense, but we're getting caught up in their game. But as a hockey fan, I have to admit, Pretty fun to watch. Seven goals in one period. It's kind of ridiculous. But both these teams are top level. Uh, I'm really excited to see this as a playoff matchup, to be honest. This is going to be excellent playoff hockey. Well, that's, you're convinced on that. I'm not sure. Hellebuck is not looking the best. Rene is looking sharp, but our defense is not really helping him out. Not at all. Tons of space for their shooters. If you give uh, Line A and Ehlers a little bit of space... They're going to take you. So now let's get into the standings. The Preds currently, as of this game, are 85 points. They're first in the Central, second in the Western Conference, third in the league, and their record is 38-14-9. So, guys, that's a pretty impressive record. A lot better than where we were last season at this time. Uh, yes, drastically better. Uh, I think one part is we're not going to overtime as frequently, and when we go to overtime, we're actually winning some of those. So uh, that has been a large part of why our record is a lot higher this year. And Pecorino has been pretty hot here recently. Even Matt would have to concede uh, to say, like, you know, he, he's actually pretty darn good. Maybe even Vesna-worthy? So, Matt, in the last 15 games, what do you think Pekka's record is? I saw this. I don't remember. <laughs> 13 1 and 1. Of, yeah, there's been a lot of chirp on How, how about the about goals this. against? Uh 1.91 you say? Oh, that's that's pretty fantastic. Do you know what his save percentage is? What's that? 0.937. Granted he's going to lower that tonight, but <laughs> three shutouts in that period of time too. Three shutouts in 15 games. That's not bad either. So yeah, with he's been very hot in the last was that fifteen game stretch. I think he got NHL's second yeah, star of the second week. Star of second the week. star of the week. Yeah. So yeah, I know there's been a lot of chirping on Twitter at me lately about that because I know Sabrina has been tweeting me a little bit after I got into it a little bit with 
Chris Mason. With Chris Mason Chris on Mason, it, yeah, yeah. about uh, his Pecorine uh, for Vesna uh, speech he gave there in one of his tweets. So Yeah, you and him are buddies now. Yeah, we're best buddies. So that's pretty funny. I went. I kind of gave him a little bit of sandpaper after he called out and said that he uh, his his stats for Pecorino being Vesna candidate, and uh, I kind of disagreed with him. So yeah, but I like what he tweeted back to you. He said, "Did you even read the tweet?" Oh. Well, to be fair, yeah. After he said, I was like, you know, I didn't read the tweet. I just watched the video because I think you had actually sent it to me first, or no, maybe I saw it first. Whatever it was, I saw the video and didn't read the header the the text for it so Matt has a bad habit of not reading the text (laughs) and then saying something underneath and then being like oh yeah totally said that (laughs) yeah but uh yeah it was it was a good ribbon back and forth between him and chris online but uh, i made some good points yeah i mean he has made some good points and so did chris i mean i'm not sold that he is the vesna front runner right now i think you can make the argument for several goaltenders right now it's still a wide open race you have 20 games left for most teams yeah well if you look at what his prime what he said about it the crux of his story was he said i know everybody looks at goals against and save percentage but if you want to look at something a status a little bit different that not as many people look about look at is pecorini's high danger scoring chance save percentage yeah and that was kind of the crux of his position on why he he gave the the numbers on how good he was in those stats and those categories. So, and he said based on that information, that's that's why I say what I say. Yeah, and I think here recently his goals against and safe percentage have gone up, thus reinforcing some of everyone's talk about Vesna. But it like we got to reinforce it's also just this week. Yeah. There's a whole season involved. So, like I said, I think he's definitely a front runner. Hellebrook looks decent but he's slacked off here recently uh i think you can make the case for flurry and uh in vegas um and tuka rask has also been super solid i think actually though the bruins have been on the cusp of losing a couple games here recently so once again you're seeing some falter so it's going to be a tight race at the very end uh i don't think there's really a front runner right now well we know it's definitely not the blues i think we shut them out 4-0 sunday day yeah that was pretty bad so a couple of other things we want to hit. We now have two 20-goal scorers on the team. We have got Fiala hit the 20-goal mark, and Arvey has 22 goals. Yeah, I kind of posted something about Arvey the other day, and some Penguins fans got really, really upset because I tried to compare two contracts, by the way, because Arvey had more goals than Sidney Crosby this year. <laughs> That's right. I saw and that. it was like... Like they got in this whole like, oh my God, what's two gold medals and two cups worth? And I'm like, bro, you're compare, comparing uh, career a- accolades right now. But it was it was really funny. I mean, 8.7 mil versus 4.25 mil, and you have more goals. I'm just saying, we're getting well our money's worth out of RV right now. He's the little engine that could right now. He's having a great season. Fiala's having a great season, which also that was one of my preseason predictions i'm actually thinking we actually did a decent job on our preseason prediction so i can't wait for that episode actually yeah one of the uh, girls i work with who listens to this uh she said that she listened to uh she's been going back through episodes and she's like you guys were pretty decent in what you guys thought was going to happen so i'm excited to go back after the season's over after playoffs are done and we go back through our season predictions yeah that's going to be a fun episode for sure last thing before we get into the uh trades that happen subin course leads the team with 48 points next is rv with 42 points tolvan was fresh off the olympics breakout star of the olympics despite the fact finland lost in the before they got to the finals he had nine points 
three goals and six assists during his time in, for Finland. And only five games. I would like to point out that the leaders of the tournament played three more games and only scored three more points. And this kid's 18. All I'm saying is the hype train is real. He just scored another goal today for uh, for Jokerit uh, against the best team in the league. And it was just like a top shelf nasty oh, yeah. wrister beauty yeah. oh was, my god that was a quick release it was man. so quick i didn't even see it you can't even see it on the video and the goalie he looks genuinely confused i mean he's just <laughs> like whoa that actually you know it's a good shot when uh you get the water bottle moving yeah. on the top oh man I, i'm just so excited and we've all but basically confirmed that he is going to be here this year it's just a question of when they have one more game thursday and that's the end of the regular season. Then they start their tournament. I'm not wishing that Joker does well or bad in the tournament. I'm not like trying to sway one way or the other. But if they happen to go out a little early, it's not going to hurt my feelings all too bad just because we get them a little sooner. But I do wish them all the luck in the tournament because he's still going to get his reps regardless. Well, I'm jealous. Screw Joker it. I want him over here, baby. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> you didn't get any of your Joker it swag in there, yeah, too. The wife has been on my case a little bit lately. So. Look at this mug. Yeah. yeah, look at that shirt I got over there earlier from Joker it. Mm. Yeah. You it's going to look good on me. Yeah. That's uh, drinking out of my Joker it mug. Yeah. He's got a Joker it pin. That's He's funny. Got a Joker it I'm hoodie. good on Joker it gear because I got two Jokers right here in front of me. <laughs> plenty, plenty to go around. Well, all right, guys. How was your trade deadline day? Oh, it was the best. I don't <laughs> so, care what Daniel says. It was the best. No, hold on. I didn't say anything against it. I was just saying, Matt said beforehand that it's better than playoff hockey. It is the best. Not every year it's not the best. You have to admit, last year was pretty weak sauce. I'm talking about this year, baby. This year was nuts. I, of course, I was sick and at home. And I'm just like, my Twitter feed is just blowing up. And I'm like, oh my God, what a glorious day to be home. Then why weren't you um, working the feed? I was working the feed while I was at work. No, it was fine. <laughs> I was sick. So I just let someone else do it. I got to sit back and enjoy the trade storm that descended upon the league. It was like a full-on frenzy. Everyone was fighting for position and extra you know a rental for the playoffs and oh my god there's just so much going on let's try chicago was selling chicago selling the blues were selling who oh my god it was just crazy the whole nhl was just turned upside down for one brief day and it was glorious it was incredible very pleased overall with what happened with the what happened with the preds and with the some of the trades in the league we can go ahead and start unpacking some of this right now definitely so we'll unpack the preds first and then we took a couple of the what we consider the bigger trades there was trades during the entire month of february but we've taken what we consider the biggest trades so first trade for the preds was on february 25th when the columbus blue jackets acquired mark letesu from the nashville predators in exchange for a fourth round pick in the 2018 draft letesu had been earlier traded to the predators by the Oilers for Pontus Aberg. Kind of a quick turnaround for us. Acquire, dish off really quick. He made two quick stops, Nashville, then Columbus. Um, kind of wish Aberg the best. I think he's making his debut for the Oilers tonight. Uh, I think that's a player that just needed a fresh start. He just could not seem to get it done here in Nashville. Um, and he looked good looking at the ice and seeing games in person. 
always fast, usually pretty quick to the puck. Yeah. Just, I don't know. It just would never work for him here. So I'm hoping he fits better into their system. Maybe it was just like a difference in style of play. So uh, we'll see what happens, but pretty well, excited for him. We kind of could tell he was on his way out the door. He just kind of wasn't working here. But do you like that we got a pick, that we flipped Latestu for a pick? Is that something you're happy about, getting a future asset, or would you rather have that other player now? I'd rather have the pick at this point. I think the pick, just because we're so deep. I mean, where would we put a player right now? Yeah. So that's I mean, the reason we I mean, got rid of Aber because you didn't have a spot where for Where would we put a player? We've got, currently, we got 14 forwards on the team. Which is great because we used how many forwards in last year's playoffs? <laughs> I think it was 18. We set a record. 18? Yeah. Are you kidding me? We were calling up people you didn't even know their first name. I mean, last year, all of a sudden, you see Fiala was one. Uh, Freddie Goudreau, who came up big <laughs> for some reason. And all of our situations, Matt gave us a lot of crap for several years because we would always call up all these uh, you know, <laughs> AHLers and – and Matt's yeah. like, I don't even know y'all's name. Your team's all rookies, and somehow you're in the playoffs. And, I mean, that credit our farming system. But, um, yeah, this year I think that's been addressed now. If we do have one or two injuries, we're going to be just fine. Yeah, um, I think we're pretty well set. I, th- I think I would have to agree the pick is just fine to flip him for a pick. Let Testu, I'm talking about. Yeah, I-, I was perfectly fine with that. So, And then we had a minor AHL trade with the Sharks. Uh, the Preds acquire forward Brandon Bolig and goaltender – Troy Grosnick from the Sharks in exchange for a sixth-round pick in the draft coming up. Yeah, uh, that seemed like more for Milwaukee right now. I know Bolig, they did say that um, he is a you know down-and-dirty, rough kind of guy, and we uh, kind of got rid of some of our players like that, kind of like McLeod. McLeod. But if we do need him, now he's available, and he will be assigned to Milwaukee first. So say we have an injury or something in the playoffs, you have someone who has NHL experience and called he's right got up. playoff experience. And playoff experience. So I thought that was a pretty good pretty good trade for very minimal. And it also boosts the uh, Milwaukee you know, while we're at it, try to get them to the playoffs. So I thought that was a pretty solid move. Yeah, and Grosnick's basically uh, down there to help Lynn back as well. So, yeah. And then the big trade we made on deadline day is – you know that little uh, thing they say about you don't trade with your d- division rivals? Well, we saw that happen a lot this trade deadline. There was a lot. Yeah, Blues to the Jets. What was it? Toronto, Montreal, Montreal to, Toronto. to Toronto. Oh, my God. I can't believe they were even talking to each other. I yeah. can't even believe that. So the Preds acquired, who is playing tonight, forward Ryan Hartman, who is now wearing number 38 for the Preds, from Chicago for Victor Eidsel. A 2018 first-round draft pick and a 2018 fourth-round pick, and we also got Chicago's 2018 fifth-round draft pick. Yeah, consolation prize. The question is, we're going to get some trades later on where this playoff, well, this trade price was pretty much the same for rental players. How do you think Nashville did, considering that Hartman's not a rental? Uh, I think we did very well, in fact. A lot of, man, a lot of teams paved through the nose this year for rental players that potentially are going to be gone next season where Hartman that isn't the case we actually will be able to retain him work out a contract in the offseason and have him for years to come and he's a young player 23 pretty good bright side to uh to him uh being that young and also we were talking about the uh his offensive efficiency what was that beforehand it's up there with 
a lot of the players that were traded. I think he was second, actually. Yeah. Do you want me to read? Uh, we found a piece from The Athletic from... Dom. We just call him Dom. It's Dom Lustetician or something. Luz- yeah. No, it's Luznedzvich. Whatever. Luznedzvich. If I'm having a hard time pronouncing Russian words, then uh, yeah. It's pretty rough. Yeah, That's just why we call him it's Dom. Dom. I was thinking Dom. it was from Craig Cussins. Maybe that was a different piece of uh, article we had from some other stat I was looking at. Yeah, he came out with an article, basically, a Dom from The Athletic. I'll read a blurb of it. He said, speaking of the Predators, that the bottom six needed a little more oomph, though that's where the addition of Ryan Hartsman comes in. His 1.95 points per 60 on 5-on-5 five five was third on Chicago and 85th in the league, which is a first-line rate. That's higher than Derek Broussard, Patrick Maroon, Rick Nash, Michael Grabner, Evander Kane, and Tomas Tatar. Of the forwards added before the deadline, he's only second to Paul Stastny in scoring efficiency. Many were highly skeptical about the price at which it took to acquire him, but Hartman looks like he's really a nice get. And a guy who has performed exceptionally well in low minutes is just 23 and under team control for a few years. He's going to give that bottom six some real nice scoring punch and provides a lot of value when he plays. So overall... Dom says that Nashville has the weakest forward group of the main five contenders, but their trade brought them a little closer to the pack, and what they still lack up, what they still lack up front, they more than make up for on the back end. Yeah, so uh, I think I mean, we did well. That's a good summary of it. We get to keep him. He's not a rental. He's young. He fits in our system fairly well. He's actually looked pretty good in this game tonight, pushing the puck a whole lot. I think that fourth line is looking real dangerous oh, right yeah. now tonight. A lot of net just front because, presence with him too. Just because it creates, you know, mismatches. We just got scored on again. Another turnover in the zone. Man, we've been terrible at turnovers tonight. But yeah, it's it's I thought overall it was a good trade and for the price it wasn't as bad as what people initially thought. Yeah, a lot of people were concerned about that first round pick. We got to think about where Nashville's going to finish this year. Regardless of the playoffs, we're going to finish in the bottom, in the in the bottom of the league when it comes to uh, draft picks. So our first round picks more of a high second round pick. So I'm not really worried about it. But then people are like, "Well, look what we did. We picked thirtieth last season, and we picked Tolvin. But how many times that actually does a low first round pick like that actually pan out? Right. Uh, I think they were also saying this year's draft class isn't as strong too. So I think it is the smart move if you're going to have a down year four less picks this would be the year right well yeah there's a couple other aspects to think of it we'd mentioned the the draft pick even though it's a first round it'll be low it's a low draft class but also preds are in win now mode again i always say you got a you got a great player now and you got a great player in the future and an asset so what you do when you're in win now mode is you trade that as that future asset away to have another great player now so even though you might have overpaid for him maybe a little bit it's what you have to do in a situation like this to acquire the pieces to make that deep playoff push. And like I said, I wasn't even aware of these micro stats from, from Dom on him. I didn't even know people had done these hard stats that he, in some categories, are better than some of the other assets being traded, Brassard and Rick Nash. and Five-on-five five efficiency is huge yeah, right now, too. That's a, I wasn't aware of that, so that makes me think he is actually quite an the asset. steal. Yeah. I mean, really, if you th- put that up against that, and you got to think, yes – you need power play uh, specialists and people that are good on the power play, but a majority of the game is five on five. Yeah. You have to win five on five, and then you need to capitalize 20 to 30%, well, 30 on the high end, 
uh, on the power play. Yeah. If you're shooting above 20% on the power play and you are winning the five on five, you're going to win the game. And for us, five on five, that is a huge, huge step forward. And especially adding another forward and then looking at the possibility of Tolvanen coming up too uh, in the near future. Forward's looking pretty dang good right now. So Right. So before we move on to other players around the league, just that's all we have for the Preds as far as their trade's concerned. So what do you feel about the Preds' overall status at this point? Were you happy that we got a guy? Were you wanting to see more or less? I'm happy. Why? <laughs> I'm happy. Good. What What do you? Why are you happy? I'm happy because I feel like we did a we managed our cap space well. We basically got Mike Fisher signed for a million dollar. Oh yeah, oh, we didn't even talk him, about yeah, that. Yeah. A million dollars for Mike Fisher, who's had like 48 points last year. That's also really good too. Once again, just adding more depth to our lineup. That was my concern, is that if we're going to do the playoff push, we need depth. We don't need it where, you know, Johansson goes down, and all of a sudden we're having to bump Sissons all the way from the third and fourth up to the top <laughs> to line. play against Sidney Crosby. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't even. Oh, my God. When you see Sissons playing first-line center, you know you're decimated with injuries. Yeah. So and well, it's, that's not going to happen this year. That will it will not happen this year. I think we had uh, mentioned it. Maybe it was last episode. I said, I don't know which I would rather have. Rather a – third line defenseman because our the bottom end of our defensive core is kind of weak but we also need some some uh, winger depth as well but i think i'd found some stats that said goals against we were second or third second, in the league third in the league depending on the night yeah and yeah. then in goals four we were much worse like 14th or 15th tenth. so was it 10th so i said yeah based on those stats thank you for remembering that stat that yeah i would rather have a depth winger as opposed to a defenseman because we're doing plenty well and our defenseman and our defenseman are scoring for us and the right look at the playoffs last year the right our defensemen go out injured in the playoffs i'd rather have a few more you mean forwards yes yep i got you back man i got you <laughs> i'm so excited trade, i know trade deadline awesome. was just nuts but we do get fisher we do get hartman i would say overall i'd say a solid b plus maybe an a minus as far as my grade i'd go to an a minus yeah, it's not an A plus. I, I don't think that's a perfect. That's like a perfect world trade, you know, a Forsberg move. But that's also in retrospect. <laughs> yeah, I mean the Preds um, are going to have five picks going into the draft too. Yeah, so I, I think we're in good position. I think we addressed depth, and we have still additions to add for minimal. Like I said, the Mike Fisher thing was minimal. Tolvanen's going to be a minimal thing that we can do after the trade deadline, which yeah. is huge. We can just call him up. Or sign him to a contract because we actually own the rights to him. He's which, ours. Yes. So or should uh, I say yours? Somebody on Twitter was chirping me saying I switch in between mine and your guys when I talk about the Predators. Yeah. Well, you know what happens? He gets <laughs> caught up and he'll be wearing that Tolvin and gold jersey here pretty soon. Oh, for sure. So we'll we'll see Matt in a gold jersey and we'll we'll get a good screenshot and a, and a picture of that for the tweeter. So. <laughs> All right, let's move on. So now we're getting to league-wide trades. Oh God. This is a crazy, wow, crazy segment here. So I figured we would open up with the Vegas middle finger trade, as I call it. (laughs) So if you weren't aware of what happened, there was a three-way trade between the Penguins, the Senators, and the Golden Knights. So the Senators were... crafty Penguins, that's all I'm going to say. The Senators were trying to get rid of Derek Broussard. It was rumored that Broussard was being pursued real heavily by the Jets to get him. So Vegas decided that they were going to take Broussard. Penguins send Broussard to Vegas. Vegas then flips him 
Dude, this is one of the most complicated sorry. trades. Sorry. Ever. I've seen so on paper. So you can't even keep it straight. Yeah, I can't keep it straight. straight. So, so, yeah. The Senators send Derek Broussard to Vegas, and then Vegas turns around and sends him to the Penguins, all because Vegas didn't want the Jets having him. Yeah, I mean, that's basically what it was. Didn't they retain They like retained 40%, 40% of, the of the salary, which was like yep. $2 million. I was like, oh my God, you're retaining $2 million just for a player to play in another conference. So here's the official trade details. Senators received from Pittsburgh, defenseman in Cole, goalie Philip Gustafsson, 2018 first round pick, and a 2019 third round pick. The Penguins get from Ottawa, forward Derek Broussard, forward Vincent Dunn, a 2018 third round pick, and from Vegas they get forward Tobias Lindbergh. And then the Golden Knights get from Pittsburgh, forward Ryan Reeves, who would have thought Reeves would be on a Vegas team this time last year. And they get the 2018th fourth round pick from the from the Golden Knights. You talk about this trade; it's complicated. To me, it was hilarious watching the insiders like Bob McKenzie and all of them trying to figure out the details and them saying, "Holy crap, this trade is super complicated. So complicated that the first time the league said no because of the cap stuff." That's right. Yeah, I mean that goes back to the Penguins trying to figure it out. Man, did we just tie the game too? Joe, we just tied the game five five. Man, offensive explosion. This is an incredible game. 5-5 five, five right now in oh, Winnipeg. And I forget. Ottawa then flipped in Cole to the Blue Jackets. Yep, I forgot about that. For Nick, for Nick Moutry and a third-round pick in the 2020 draft. So Ottawa has, like, burned the ship. <laughs> Bro. They are currently 29th in the league. They're 15th in their own conference, 7th in the Atlantic. Since February 13th, they have traded Dion Phaneuf, Nate Thompson to the Kings, and they received a... AHLer slash NHLer Chris Dominion from Chicago while keeping Duchesne and Carlson. What are they doing? Oh, and oh, by the way, uh, Duchesne was quoted as that he sees a bright future in Ottawa. No. And by the way, they're Is twenty. He, he they're, must be seen on, in the future. Twenty ninth in the league, sixty two games played, fifty two points. Their goal differential minus fifty one. Yeah, he's looking away into the future. Five or six years in that bright future. Yeah, he's gonna be retired by the time they're <laughs> back. I mean, my God. I don't understand. It's Which ridiculous. brings us to the next point is they did not trade Carlson. Exactly. The trade that everyone wanted to happen. It was like the Carlson's you know it's funny, with all the moves and all the craziness that happened yesterday, everyone was just like anticipating that Carlson like move. Pins and needles. Like, oh man, this is the Carlson yeah. sweepstakes, the number one defenseman. Here he goes. Nothing happened. It'll be the off season. Yeah, because he's a UFA coming into the into the season, so I think he's going to go somewhere. Where's he going to? Does he want to stay in Ottawa? You know, I was skeptical of this too because I'm thinking, you know, they kind of have a bit of a damage relationship, so I'm told, and. You'd want to. I would think you want to go ahead and trade him now to get some value for him. If you just let him walk when he, you know, next contract time, then you don't get any value for him. So, but I also had heard that the GM for the Senators come out and said that, oh yeah, they got this great relationship, and Eric Carlson wants to play here. But I don't know how much I believe of that. If you can't get a deal worked out with Kyle Turris, what makes you think you're going to deal worked out with Carlson? Yeah, I'm. Carlson wants to win. I mean, you might be a you might be a hometown boy there and all that, but I just don't know. I would I would rather sell him and get some value before he walks on me next year. Well, Duchesne's got a bright future, Ottawa. You just hold on to that. I, I feel bad for Duchesne because he thought he w- had it bad in Colorado. In Colorado, and now he's going into a worse situation. You makes, talk about the worst decision of his career. 
He he thinks it's bad in Colorado. Then for some reason Colorado flips it, turns it around. You got great rookies playing excellent hockey. Maybe he's just the curse that no team can succeed when he's on the roster. I don't know, but that's I'm why we didn't Maybe get him. he's a jinx. I'm glad we got Turris. Turris just scored tonight. Your boy. Yeah. Top shelf. So, I don't know. I'm I, glad he got out of Ottawa. Yeah. Good Good for Turris. He goes from, like, one of the worst teams in the league to a cup contender team. So, great move for him. So, before we move on to the next trade, it will say that Ottawa, for all their um, deadline deals, got six picks for the draft coming up. <laughs> They've got a, they got a first, a fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, and they acquired a seventh from the Rangers. On a on a down draft year for Ottawa. So, I mean, they're currently I just, rebuilding. Just want to point that. I just want to point that out. Drafting Girl Scouts. Draft. <laughs> I, Look, you I don't even want to hear that. The Red Wings got five picks this year. Hey, oh. Yeah, hey. We got burnt. We, we if got you want to burnt. get the Red Wings talk right now, they gave Ray Mrazek for peanuts. But, <laughs> which I was hot over. Man, bro, I was mad. Bro, oh my God. Our group text imploded that night because I'm like, we sent Matt a text and all we said was, Matt, dot, dot, dot. And he's like, what? Matt, have you seen it? <laughs> and he got on and he's like, oh, freaking nuts. Like, he was freaking out. Like, uh, I, there was a lot of hot takes on Twitter. I yeah. saw several people um, by the way, he also posted a shutout, and now, uh, you know, Philly's on a win streak. That's his fourth <laughs> shutout of the year. His 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 partner Jimmy Howard has zero shutouts. <laughs> they also goosey. have the exact same save percentage at point nine one zero, and Mrazek is seven or eight years younger. Yeah, than I was Jimmy about Howard. to say. Let's point out the age difference. And they're giving away for peanuts, bro. You're screwed on the cap right now, and your players, we're not looking so hot right now. You need to get some pieces. You need to get some pieces, not these not these scraps. But we'd somewhat made up for it when we got, gave away Thomas Tatar, got traded. Bro, that hurts, To though. Vegas. That hurts. That hurt hard. I'm still mad. But we did get a first, second, and third round pick. You get a first round 2018, 2019 second round, and 2021, 20, you talk about way in the future building – Third round pick. Yeah, but on the bright side, you have eleven picks coming into this draft. Yeah, we're number one in picks in a coming up draft. And the thank God in a really bad draft year. Yeah, well, at least we're getting something because they're all better Detroit be scouting. Doesn't uh, burn it down. They're not. They don't do the burn it down game. They're going to wait and stick it out and make us suffer for five or six years. But yeah, I mean, at least we got some picks to try to help mitigate that coming up. So, so seeing that Tatar got traded, would you been okay if he came to the Preds? I got mixed feelings. I mean. I don't like it when people on the bandwagon start liking everything that I've been liking for the last 10 years or 15 oh, we're well or whatever, aware of that. It's, whether it's hobbies or players that nobody knew about that played in Canada because people from Nashville, just not us, but like most, uh, what do you call it? Binge hockey fans that come to occasional games or listen on the radio. They don't know nothing about the other players who play outside of Nashville. And I'm like, That's you true. know, I've been following these players for forever and <laughs> now they come here and you guys think they're awesome and you don't know nothing about them. I've been playing, I've been watching them all year. Well, or all my whole life. Based on five on five efficiency, though, seems that Hartman was better than Tatar. Yeah, which I'm I'm kind of glad you guys got Hartman. That seems to be a good fit. And like I said, and younger too. Everybody would start liking my boy Tatar, and that would start making me mad because that would be the late late to the show bandwagon fans coming on. So I'm glad that he went somewhere else. That way, I don't have to hear about it from all the Nashville people getting his jersey. But. I liked Tatar beforehand. It was just too easy to pick on you for Tater. 
<laughs> so, oh yeah, your yeah. wife would get so mad at me. So, I'd purposely call him Tater right in front of her. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that said, he gets to go to a team that's doing well this year. Yeah, I actually like Vegas as a fit for him. I think that's that's yeah. Gonna be great. I think I think he's gonna be he's gonna be just fine. So I mean, he's been uh, playing with Ryan Reeves. <laughs> yeah, chuckle from Matt. He gets to play with James Neal, the real deal. Yeah, yeah. And Flower. So, I don't know. Uh, I, I think that's, you know, he gets to go on a winning team. He'll get to enjoy some playoffs this year. So, good for him. Decent fit, like you said. But I'm still pretty happy with the Hartman trade for us. I think, personally, that was better. Yeah, I, I was glad you guys didn't land uh, Rick Nash because that would have no, cost. I'm so happy we didn't. That would have been too high of an asking price. Well, by the way, we didn't really talk about this. For the Predators, I thought... If we went out after a Carlson or someone big name, even higher, you know, Rick Nash even was pretty pricey. We'll get oh, into yeah. that later. Um, but it would have upset the chemistry, I think, too much. I think adding Hartman as a lower liner doesn't disturb our locker room very the much. Way. Yeah, we, we got a good thing going. We just scored 11 goals in two games, okay? Obviously, goals are not the problem. We just scored another five tonight, so we scored 16 goals in three games. Pretty dang good. That's fine. We'll take that. But on top of all that, I really think that was the biggest smart move is not making the big grab. Yeah. Just staying back, kind of seeing what other people do. Don't overpay too much. We paid a we paid it enough in the draft picks, but we got a guy long term. And then on top of it, you know, we're not gonna upset the locker room. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of surprised at the one or two moves y'all did make. I would have thought he would have even been a little more conservative and not wanted to disturb anything. But I, I'm happy with getting Hartman and some of the things y'all did. So Poils in win now mode. So yeah. Oh, for sure, and I'm completely okay with that. I mean, the way our team is structured for the next couple of years, yeah, we're in win now mode. So. You go for it. Uh, I mean, Matt. That's Matt. Matt's GM hat uh, says go for it, especially when you're uh, looking at you know being a cup contender. So uh, I'm okay with it. Let's go. Yeah, that's what I've been saying. Bring Sullivan and over, baby. They're starting to listen. He too. is. He is. Just give it time. He's got to get through the playoffs. So since we're talking about Rick Nash, let's go ahead and get to the Rangers trade. So the Rangers traded forward Rick Nash to the Boston Bruins for forwards Ryan Spooner and Matt Valeski. And a first-round pick in the draft in June. So I thought they did okay with that. It was nice to see Rick Nash move. Of course, not to the Preds. Go anywhere else but the Preds. Bro, the Rangers locker room is barren right it's now. It's decimated. <laughs> they're just, yeah. but they're they just were, dropping like flies. But man. they were good because they told their fans a month ago they were going to rebuild. Yeah, I, I mean, Rangers fans were prepared for it. I feel kind of bad for Lundquist, some of those veterans, but... He'll survive the storm, but it's kind of sad because how many years is it going to take? And you have a guy like Lundqvist sitting on your team. It's kind of sad. So I really like Lundqvist. But we'll see what happens with all those draft picks. Yep, and the Rangers also decided they were going to give Tampa some people, so they gave their captain, defenseman Ryan McDonough, forward JT Miller as well. And they in turn got an exchange. And Matt, how do you say his name? It's Nemesnikov, Vladislav Nemesnikov. Awesome. And defenseman Libor Hudzik and forward Brett Howden, a 2018 first-round pick and a 2019 conditional first-round pick. All went to Tampa from the Rangers. Yeah, that was a pretty big trade as well. I'm surprised to see the Rangers 
burning down the house so hard. That's that's pretty interesting. They pulled in Ottawa for sure. And I guess if I'm Tampa, I don't really want to see Nemesnikov leave, but I guess that's just what do you call that collateral damage he has to be dealt in order somebody's to gotta move you gotta, you gotta make cap space yeah. yeah i mean they were they had enough room to make you know room for ryan but at the same time it, it still required some shifts and movement and there was a lot of pieces on that trade as well yeah so I mean, yeah you got rangers got three players they get tampa's 2018 first round pick and a conditional 29 2019 first round first pick. round yeah so that's a lot but uh Looking at those five-on-five stats, though, I think Hartman's still pretty good, and he's already paying off in a big divisional game right now. So, It'd be awesome if he gets the game-winning goal on his first game. What's crazy, I think, how many seconds are we at? Yeah. 17 seconds That'll from being be a game-winning goal. And by the way, do you know who also had a game-winning goal tonight? Who Or not a game-winning goal, who had a goal tonight? Paul Stastny. Oh, yeah. That's right, Winnipeg. So, if you weren't aware as to why Paul Stastny is in Winnipeg, is because the Preds and the Jets decimated the Blues back to back. Yeah, they were in the Blues were in sell sell now mode after the Preds hurt them so bad. I mean, think about it: you lose four zero in your barn, then you go to another team and you lose four zero. Dude, you, it was back to back burns. I mean, to be fair though. Predators were playing some sweet hockey and came off a win with the San Jose Sharks 7-1, to one, Seven which, to one. by the way, looked like a freaking passing clinic. I don't know if you watched that game. It was dumb. The passing was just, like, beautiful. I'm like, why can't we do this every night? Like, razzle-dazzle, spins. Uh, I mean, it, it had Jazz it all. hands everywhere. Jazz hands. I mean, it was nuts. Uh, I mean, you could visibly just see the Sharks were just caving in on each other yeah i heard they opened up the other end of the ice for open skating wow <laughs> wow yeah i mean it was bad um but that said uh, i thought they rode that right into the blues game and just man yeah. completely swept them off the ice that was a, that was a big win i know you know the blues have been on a bit of a downward spiral but it was big for the preds to go ahead and get that win against them you know what's a big win is this win against the jets in winnipeg big win with too. Oh, by the way, we didn't even go to overtime, so they're not even getting a consolation point. And then on top of it, Ryan Hartman scores the game-winning goal. He's got to feel pretty good dang fit. good. <laughs> just, like, just like when we acquired Turris, he came in and started out hot for the Preds. And, and hopefully that's what Hartman's going to do, Did you too. see his goal? I didn't Down see Down-placed right in front of the net. Net front presence. I heard down he's and good. dirty. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this entire game tonight, we've been checking the stats off and on. All the stats for Ryan Hartman pretty much are like front of the net. From the net, from the net. That's my kind Not of game right take there. shots. He's taking shots in the slot, he is, taking shots on the angles. He's, he's the everywhere. younger Scott Hartnell. Yeah, I was going to say. I'd it's Hartnell. Comparison. It's Hartnell and Hartnell. It's two I pairs. Him, two pairs. Yeah, two, two pairs, pairs of hearts. Two, two hearts. pairs of hearts. <laughs> <laughs> I got a pair of hearts, baby. Pocket aces. I said earlier okay. on Twitter, Lonely Hearts Club. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Winnipeg, as we said, acquired forward Paul Statsney from St. Louis in exchange for a 2018 first round pick and rights to forward Eric Foley. I still can't believe they traded him, but once again, as a blues fan, what are you thinking right They're now? They're singing the blues. Because your team started off hot. I'm talking like they were one of the best in the league for the while. I don't know if y'all remember about twenty games in, blues were on top up there with the lightning. What is crazy is how far they have fallen. Now they are currently, I believe, fourth in our division. That's a skid. Uh 
they're fifth now in our division. And Minnesota's taking a playoff spot. And they are technically out of a wild card spot right now. The Kings currently own the wild card spot. Yeah, they've by lost. A point. The Blues have lost four in a row. That's the largest losing what streak. What a skid! Right now. And then on top of it, you sell at the deadline. You're not even buying to make the playoffs. What do you think that does to your locker room? Yeah, that's I'm not going to lie. That's pretty demoralizing. If I'm a player and I'm like, wow, we're on the cusp of like a playoff position. We have 20 games left, and you're freaking selling some of our best players. I'm not happy with management right now. I, I, I don't think Blues fans would be happy. I, I feel bad for them, honestly, because you have a team that on paper should be good enough to make the playoffs for sure and actually have a decent run in the playoffs. I mean, you're talking Vladimir Tarasenko. I, I mean, come on. It's frustrating to watch, kind of, as an outsider. So I'm sure Blues friend, fans are freaking out right now. Yeah, I understand if you're a team that's really a bottom joy. Like I understand Chicago maybe selling this year, but the Blues have been way up there. You know, they're right in the mix. So to see them sell and sell hard, it kind of a, uh, it's just a whirlwind. It's just all at one time. I d- didn't see it coming. So I thought though, if they would have got rid of, you know, Paul, they would have replaced him. Yeah. Instantly, I thought there was going to be another big trade to the Blues. Right. None of that happened, and that completely shocked me. So I don't really know what they were thinking, and only time will tell is if that's going to pan out to be the good choice or not this year. They lost to the Wild tonight, eight to three. Holy crap! Eight to three. Wow. So I'm just saying that's rough. Looking at the outside in. Even for a Predators fan, it's kind of hard to believe that they sold at the trade deadline and didn't replace anybody. Well, so. at least they broke their shutout. Wow. Kind of a way to punch them when they're down. They still were minus five goal differential on the night. But Silver linings and everything. Going to the next trade, what do you think about the Evander Kane? Well, first of all, when I saw this on Twitter, I kept seeing, I don't remember who it was that broke it, but their tweet said, Kane traded for such and such. Oh, and, and it I was like, say Kane, it, it, which was Kane? Getting, it was getting retweeted like 100, 200 people. And I was like, okay, oh which Kane? Are we talking Patrick Kane or Evander Kane here? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I figured out, I was like, it's got to be Evander Kane. Then, you know, maybe five minutes later, which was an eternity, it was, they found it as Evander Kane. I was like, thank you for the clarity. You should have done that in your opening text. If Patrick Kane would have been traded, Chicago would have been on fire. I mean, you would have seen the smoke cloud from Tennessee because oh my god they already got enough you know giving Hartman up to a divisional rival so and Duncan Keith was not happy about that trade either no uh, that's what I'm saying the Blues and the Chicago Blackhawks both have pretty unhappy uh, locker rooms after these trades but as a fan I am excited because to see these big moves I'm just it's like a juicy steak's in front of me baby I've, so good this has been the most exciting day in hockey and said the time. vegan <laughs> Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, how's that working out for you? It's awesome. So the Sharks get Evander Kane, and they go back to the Sabres and give them a 2019 conditional first-round pick uh, for Danny O'Regan and a 2019 conditional fourth pick. You've basically got Kane and Statsny as rentals Yeah. for the same price that the Preds paid for Hartman, which is insane. The fact that Poyle was able to work that out. Dude, the prices this year were astronomical and I think it's because you have several teams that look really good 
and that are going to be competing for that top spot. And the problem was when one team made a move, the other team was like, oh, crap, we need to make a move as well. So it was just like a feeding frenzy this year. It's basically an arms race. Yeah, I mean, all the best teams made moves, essentially. If you think about it, Boston made a move. Tampa Bay made a move. The Jets made a move. Nashville made a move. Vegas made a move. Those are your five top teams in the league right now. All five of them. I'm just saying, it's been crazy, and I cannot wait for the playoffs now. Get your lineups ready. Get your chemistry going, because it's going to be a fun playoff. One thing I want to ask Matt, though, what do you think about Taylor Hall? What about him? By the way, scored another golden night, so he's now on a 22-point game streak. So the Oilers are looking like crap why do we why do we actually trade him i never understood the trade i I, I said that in our text i I said it in our group text why would you trade him and and as a matter of fact now he is only the fifth player in the last 20 years to have a 20 point game streak yeah looking at him here he's got 27 goals 41 assists i said it's 20 game point streak i said 20 22 games though in a row yeah it's insane absolutely he's played 58 games He's got 68 points in 58 games. Um, yeah, maybe the Oilers wouldn't be in as bad a shape as they are if they would have left him on the roster. Hey, they have Auberg now, so. Oh, yeah, okay. No. That's, that's an equal pairing. <laughs> Put him with McDavid. <laughs> I well, actually hope the guy does well up there. I, yeah, I, he needed a fresh start. I think that's a good place to go. They're going to be rebuilding a little bit this offseason. He's going to do just fine. Oilers are going to be good. they got a good young team, so he'll fit in. I will say now that the trades have been done, everybody's, you know, you know this is your playoff team. Was you said, Daniel, after trade deadline, this is your playoff team. You're locked in. Man, and it's kind of like, I don't want to say trade deadline is the most exciting day in hockey. It is. But as far as a single day, yes. You have one day that solidifies your roster. And now it's basically the chess match on formulating the lines and figuring out who's going to be your team in the playoffs. You have the final push for seeding, and then here you go. You start the pay- playoff grind. Honestly, I think it's going to be one of the best playoffs this year because I, I think you're going to have so many great storylines. You're going to have Vegas making it. Um, you're going to have all these trades are going to come back into play in the playoffs because all the top teams made a trade. So you're going to see all these matchups again in the playoffs. It's going to be fantastic to watch. I cannot wait. Now, who do you think that the Western Conference Final is going to be? I'm saying Vegas and Nashville, Western Conference Final. Yeah, I mean, it really depends on where everyone ends up, the chess match on yeah. on seating, because on seating. if you have one central, the central vision, oh man, it's going to be a bloodbath, because you're going to have more than likely... The Predators will face the wild card two seed, correct? That's uh, correct. Vegas will face the wild card one. No, I'm sorry, we get, one. we get wild card one. Yeah, wild card one. I'm um, sorry, I'm thinking as far as lesser ranks. So, yeah, um, uh, more than likely, they're both going to be Central Division as well. So you're talking about five Central Division teams making it. It's going to be crazy on the Western Conference. You're, I told you it was going to probably be five central teams are going to make it. Um, I'm honestly thinking it'll be Chicago's going to be on the outside looking in, which is you're going to have the Stars. Depending on what happens with the Blues, you're going to have the 
the wild and then maybe the Colorado Avalanche making it. What is going on? And then the Jets, of course. The Jets and the Preds are basically locks at this point. So it's going to be fun. Honestly, I really want a Predators uh, Jets Western Conference final. I don't think that's realistic. Uh, looking at where the based brackets were based on the positioning, because I think the Jets will be on our top end of the bracket. So it'll probably be a Jets Nashville second round matchup, which is going to be super juicy. And then you're basically probably going to have Vegas wrecking everybody until until the conference final. Wait, I can't believe I'm saying that. But honestly, if you take the other three or the other two Pacific Division teams, they're not going to be able to stack up against the Central or Vegas. They're not. Oh, by the way, Vegas has the easiest remaining schedule. 31st in the league on the easiest remaining schedule. Wow. Uh, they put that set up tonight. And so they basically are a lock for first overall in the West. We have a decently tough schedule. 13th, I think, in the league going forward. So uh, it's going to be an interesting race. But I have a feeling that Vegas will probably still be on top as far as the Western Conference uh, just because the Pacific is so down right now, it's going to be a fun matchup. I would I would like to see uh, the Predators and the Jets, but realistically, it's going to be Predators and Vegas for a Western Conference final, which would be really fun. Now what, what about your uh, Eastern Conference? Oh God, Eastern Conference. Uh, once again, depending on seating, because you have two teams also, I guess, uh, from the Atlantic Division that are super hot right now, and that's Tampa Bay and Boston. I'm feeling this is not the year for Sidney Crosby. I'm not going to drink that juice. I honestly think it's probably, and once again, depending on where the seating is, I would prefer a Tampa Bay-Boston Eastern Conference, but that's probably going to be a second rounder as well. I think this goes back to last year where you have like Pittsburgh and, and the Capitals playing in a second rounder just because of seating. Yeah. It's just going to be crazy because one and twos generally end up in the same division. So that said, it'll more than likely be Tampa Bay and I don't want to say, God, I don't want to say the Penguins again. Question I just, mark. I just want to freaking say that the Capitals can get over the hump and beat, beat uh, <laughs> the Penguins. But uh, who knows on that bottom half. But I think Tampa Bay will be the one coming out going to the finals. They're They're too good. They they have all the right pieces right now. Uh, a goaltender that's hot. They're healthy for once. God, if the if Stamkos or Kucherov gets injured and the wheels fall yeah. off, I will feel very bad for them once again. Yeah. But last year they they were injured and they didn't even make the playoffs. This year they're one hundred percent healthy and they are kicking butt. So for their sake, they need to keep Stamkos and Kucherov healthy. So uh, I'm I'm gonna be treating them with kid gloves in the game. Back off, guys, because uh, we kind of need them. What are y'all picks? What do you think? I think Western Conference final will be Vegas and Nashville, as I said. Eastern Conference, I'm going to say it's definitely going to be Tampa. Yeah, coming out the top end. But then the problem is, what do you pick for the bottom half? You got Washington, Philly, and Pittsburgh all in a race right now. All in a three-point difference of each other. I'm going to... I'm going to be, you know, uh, out there. I'm going to say it's going to be Tampa and Philly. Oh, Tampa and Philly with uh, Mrazic <laughs> just riding it to the cup, baby. Hey, let me tell you about Philly. They They're are on a right 9-0-1 streak right They're now. hot, hot, hot. 
that Philly team so hot. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're kicking butt. They came out of a, like a wild from a wild card spot to second in the division, yeah. one point behind the Capitals. They never go even. It's either hard or hard up they or do hard that down. All, they did that last year though. Yeah. Weren't they the first team in like um, in league history to have like a a stupid game win streak and then not make the playoffs they get streaky and then they yep. tank so i'm still not sold on philly. Get some windex for those streaks they got yeah. i'm still not sold on on philly but god i really hope i just hope yeah, i'm gonna pass on the philly capitals come on capitals just one year get over the hump please i actually would like the capitals i'm a capitals fanboy. i know you no are. way and i personally would like the capitals but two years in a row I don't know if I'd be convinced that third time's a charm. Matt, who to do go you have as the Eastern Conference matchup? Well, this is the problem is like you can debate and talk numbers and you can say, oh, well, you know, if you look at stats, yeah, Tampa Bay's the team, but that's not how it goes. The number one seed, the President's Trophy guy, never wins the Stanley Cup. It's always what team is hot at that spot. So you're going to see Pred, like look at the Preds last year. We yeah. got hot. You might see, which is going to hurt. That's why I don't. That's why I like trade deadlines. It's excitement. But once the playoffs start happening, you start seeing your favorite teams or your team you had picked to win fall. You're going to see like Tampa Bay maybe fall to Philly or some junk, and that was going to that's going to make everybody mad. That's why I just don't like it when that stuff starts happening. Once the playoffs are about halfway over, then everybody's getting mad. Their team is falling out. Their you mean picks you're not are going to fill dead. a bracket out. Oh, I'm going to, but I'm going to be ranting over it. So, yeah, I obviously like Tampa Bay the best. They, I hope they win. They deserve it. They've been having some injury struggles, but they've been such heavy hitters the last few years. I think they deserve to win one. I'll tell, like tell you what, when the brackets come out, we should all three fill a bracket out, and we'll post it on the account so I can did see what la- we're going with. I did, with. Uh, what was it, the year before. We, did, we all did, And yeah. I was in the 99th percentile for the I'm never going to do, I'm never going to do yeah. better than that ever again. I mean, I was ranked like 56th or something, like overall. It was dumb. I remember, never again. I remember last year when the Preds won, and sweep Chicago, like Sports Center was like talking about just how many brackets, like ninety five percent of everyone's brackets crushed. were busted immediately. Because first of all, if you did pick the Preds, you did not pick them in four. You, picked them, not, you picked them in probably seven. That was not how I filled out my bracket. So I'm just saying, it's statistically more likely that a game or a series would go to six in every series. That is just that's why the playoffs are frustrating to me. Proven fact. So because that crap happens every year, some team, you know, upsets and that's what makes it fun, Matt. Yeah. Your statistics go out the window. Yep. Now we'll say since we've talked about the Eastern and Western Conference finals for the Stanley Cup final itself, I'm gonna realistically go with probably a Preds Tampa final. That would be the in my opinion, the most (laughs) as a Preds fan, as a Preds fan, that's the finals that I want in an ideal world. There's a long way to go. I mean, we got to get through. The problem is, on our bracket, we have to go through several quality teams. Vegas, freaking Jets. They look great, too. We just beat them tonight, which was a huge win. But they are on our level. They just competed. The teams looked freaking good. Both teams look great. To be honest, I would almost want that as a finals matchup because that was awesome game right there. It's a long way to go, but... Uh, my dream matchup: Preds Lightning in the finals. High flying. Both. I love both clubs too. Uh, I would be perfectly okay with that, and not seeing a three-peat from Sidney Crosby. So. Well, I'm going to be the outsider, and I always root for the underdogs. Uh oh, I know who's picking. I in my Stanley Cup finals, I want to see 
the Maple Leafs take on the <laughs> Vegas. Two underdogs. Two underdogs. Fill the well, bracket I don't out. Know if, uh, Are you going to fill that bracket out like an that? Underdog? <laughs> no. Oh, I'm just oh, saying. oh, okay. So I'm going to say that's who I want, but I'm not going to fill out my bracket. No. You're talking all this I'm talk. Putting, we'll see who's on that final bracket. <laughs> the Leafs in my finals. That's not going to happen, but. Chicken. Well, you know, they've been struggling so long. I'd like to see them come up from behind and do a good job. But, yeah, they're not going in my bracket. No, no way. Making those final cup runs, a lot of it depends, we mentioned, on injuries and how healthy your team is and how hot your team is. So if you want to take a look around the league right now at some of the injuries, oh, one more uh, trade we didn't mention is uh, Placanich got traded from Montreal to Toronto. and Yeah, dealing and- with the dirty... That dirty other team That's over there, right. you know. And as a consequence for playing for the GM, you have to have clean shaven. So he has to shave that little goatee or whatever he has. And uh, he gets to keep his turtlenecks, but uh, same color turtleneck, but he had to shave his face to play for uh, play for Toronto. Dude, but, you know who needs to shave? Patrick Laine. Yeah. He looks like he's from an Amish community. Yeah, he it's looks like even scraggly, worse than Brent Burns. Like, it's bad. It's bad. So just fix that. But that. Uh, Plakan, it's reminded me because uh, if you look at the injuries, we're going to toss it over to Shea Weber, who's been out, but it's now official that he's going to be done for the rest of the year because surgery is going to be required to fix a tendon in his foot. So, is that it for him? That's a good question. How long is recovery on an old man? I don't it, know. It, once again, another trade that seems like Poyle has come out clean and and the other team is now on the bad end of the deal. Because now you have a person who's still under contract. I don't think it's the end for him, but I think you're going to see a decline in a play. Significant decline, yeah. yeah. Because that's that's a big time injury on an older player. It's sad to see Thornton's in the same situation, multiple yeah. knee injuries. I mean, last year he had multiple in the playoffs. So I hate that for Shea, but it looks like uh, the injury bug is starting to catch up with him. It seems to be catching up in. Montreal as a whole because not only that but Carey Price has a concussion now too and that is a substantial blow as well uh several goalies with concussions actually that's right uh not only Carey Price but Matt Murray has a concussion as well and also the and also the Bruins Patrice Bergeron has a fractured foot so he's going to be reevaluated in about two weeks to see how long a recovery time is on that not quite sure. That's got to be tough, especially with the the whole boot wrapping around it and the swelling. So who knows going into playoffs? That'll be one to look at. And uh, Columbus Blue Jackets, Josh Anderson was miss uh, approximately four weeks with a knee sprain that he uh, incurred against Washington. Also, some league news: uh, Patrick Hornquist signed a five-year, five-mil yep. deal. So that's good. Five They're locking five. him up. And uh, as far as here's a bit of a milestone with the win tonight against winnipeg gm david poyle when his that'll be his 1319th win which will tie him for tie him with glenn sather for most regular season wins by a gm all time that's incredible he's one away from all time just you own it i mean that's that's a great category to be in does he turn from uh gmdp wizard the gray to GMDP the white. Oh wow! <laughs> Just reveals it like he comes out in an all white suit for the next game. <laughs> he should. What I'd a great totally reveal. be up for that. <laughs> wow, that'd be awesome. So, Daniel, what games we got coming up? All right, we have 
several away games as the SEC tournament is now taking over Bridgestone. So uh, we had Winnipeg tonight, which was a win, 6-5, to five, huge win. Uh, t- Thursday, we are playing Edmonton at 8 p.m. And then Friday, we have the late 9 p.m. game against Vancouver. Those are back-to-backs. Then we're going to head on over to Colorado on Sunday, a 2 p.m. game. So matinee, set your DVRs if you're in church. So uh, Finally, we will return home on Tuesday the 6th against Dallas at 7 p.m. Then we're going to hit Anaheim at home, which I cannot wait because I get to see Kessler and Ryan Johansson go at it because for some reason they seem to be in each other's heads these last couple of games and series uh, stemming from the playoffs. Can't wait for that one. Uh, Then we're going to wrap it up with uh, New Jersey Devils on the Saturday on the 10th. Maybe one more. We'll probably record this night, and that's going to be Winnipeg at home again. And I said this tonight, with tonight's game included, we had three games against Winnipeg in the last month. You talk about big-time points and crucial going down the stretch. I said if the team to win two of those outright – would more than likely win the division. We won one tonight, so good start. Uh, we'll see if we can wrap that up and get another win against them at home uh, on the 13th. Well, guys, this has been our trade deadline show of Music City Gold. Hopefully we got everything right. We had a ton of notes, and we went through it the best we could and as accurate as possible. So, guys, if you like the show, you can find us at Music City Gold on Twitter. You can find Matt at mattbain 31 Daniel's got a Twitter at cdandrum, and you can find me at Kyle Hancock on Twitter. Once again, this has been Music City Gold. You guys have a great week, and we'll see you on the ice.